How's it going, my favorite cunts and assholes? Guess what? I did the goddamn podcast. Finally. I was like, I was raving about this podcast for like a couple of weeks now. Like talking about it to everybody. Been talking about it in group chats. I've been talking about it in on Twitter. I've been talking about it on Facebook. I've been talking about it to my coworkers. Uh, everyone is super happy. So I have an interview with Mr. Bob Haven the third. He's a really cool, dope guy. Uh, we just we just talked it out for an hour. That's what we did. I I tried. I realized how much I say um and uh like just a bunch of useless sense, sentence fillers. That's what I want to go with sentence fillers. Um, he is basically an animator for the regular show. That was the last show you just worked on. He's currently working on a cartoon called Close Enough, and uh, he's going to go out talk about what that is about too. And we kind of just talk about everything, and it's really just a super random conversation. But he was so cool. I, I made the mistake of. Um, like, when you schedule things with people, you need to confirm that. Like, that's how you get shit done. <laughs> and I was so busy, like, trying to play it nonchalantly that I didn't confirm the time. And so we got messed up. Um, like, I got messed up because it's my job to confirm the time. Like, that's what you should do. But, you know, I'm learning. You know, that's all. And then I guess that's another thing I don't care to admit to myself that when it comes to this whole production thing, I'm a little more greener than I like to realize because there's always been someone else there that like I was a part of something as opposed to just doing my own thing. So I'm still getting used to that. Um, but yeah, we did the um, I mean, we did the interview here at the Moore's Deli Contestant. This is in downtown Burbank. It's really dope. Uh it's just a really cool place. I like this place so much. They play like indie rock music <laughs> and they have like, um, I think everything on their menu is like a super healthy choice. So it's just just a really cool place. I just like it so much. I like the ambiance. I like the uh, the manager is really cool because uh, I see her the most, but uh, I'm pretty sure the owner is cool too. And I uh, just, just like hanging out here. I like the ambiance. And they were just telling me about like animation and stuff like that. I was just getting done talking to the manager, and you know. But basically, this is my podcast, and I just want to bring like I'm I'm basically having a conversation. I decided that I'm going to have a conversation. That's what this podcast is going to be about: is having a conversation, which I've said four times. But it's going to be a conversation um, with people that I like, essentially, like the people that I think are dope, and the people that I want you to know about. Uh, so maybe you can see some of my influences because I try to take influences from everything. I really do. And I, I think that's how you become a well-rounded person. And then whatever your avenue or whatever your thought process is becomes more solid because you're in taking information. You may not need the most specific thing in the world from what another person is talking about. Like I may never need to know how to do brain surgery, but I would still like to talk to a brain surgeon. Um, so that, and that's, that's what we're going for. So this, I'm so energized from this one. Uh, but this is my interview with Babe Caven, and he is dope. And I hope you find us a bit funny. So, have a nice day, and bye. Well, I'm on his t-shirt because I'm a fan of the regular show, and he was like, "Oh, I draw on it very casually. <laughs> like that wouldn't just like my world wouldn't melt." But. Um, so you, because in everyone I've been telling you about, I was doing this today. I, I was doing this interview today. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, congrats!" Like as if I, <laughs> as if I just came home with it, like a, a, a medical degree or something, which was pretty much is like it, it's a, it's, a, it, it's a huge deal to uh, get a chance to sit down with people who make the shit that you like. Like it's it's it's, it's so like so. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for giving me your time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's um, it's cool to actually meet people that are fans of what you do because you kind of work in a bubble a little bit. Really? You know? Yeah, so I mean, it's like, it's a job. Yeah. You know, and I sit at the desk and I draw. What you know, and I go home. You know, does, so it really, does it really become a job? <laughs> it does. It does, unfortunately. Sorry. Sorry, but it does. You know, um, got to make a living. <laughs> yeah, true. Very <laughs> you know? true. You know? Very true. I saw that because oh, you sent me your resume. I really appreciate that because that gave me an idea. And I was like, oh, my God. So you did Little Bill and a Little Einstein as well? Yeah. That is yeah, so dope. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a fan of both. Well, I'm a fan of, of course, I grew up with Little Bill, despite yeah. the whole Bill. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. That's another topic. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I was. I started thinking. I was like, if Bill Cosby was doing this, what the hell was uh, uh, Mr. Rogers doing? Like, was he a kingpin <laughs> or something? And we just don't know about it? Yeah, it's like a uh, breaking bad. 
right? <laughs> right, like no one, no one pictured it. But uh, one of the things that make us similar is that I saw that you were um, an illustrator for Mazda. Oh yeah, yeah, I did um, do some like uh, commercial spots. Oh okay. So, so was it like drawing concept art or? It was it was uh, doing storyboards. Oh okay. Storyboards. Oh, they hire they hire an entire car. Yeah, of course they well, would. Well, it was through an ad agency. Oh, okay, that's really dope. I um I kind of started off in because I have a degree in production, uh, in media production, and so I started off at a dealership, uh, just taking pictures of all their cars, oh, yeah. and, and it was cool. It was like really high end stuff, so it was like you know the Corvettes and their Porsches and stuff. Cool. It was cool until you get out of your tenth Porsche and you realize that they're really low. <laughs> like they don't, I don't think they build them for people over six foot. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I like I like sports cars, but. Oh. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like, yeah, I'll take a Saturn. But so, like, what? I, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out where to start because there's so much. So, like, where did your passion for drawing like start or spark? I, it just I grew up drawing. My dad is uh, a sign painter, and like his father used to draw, but like I mean, he wasn't. He never did anything with it. Um, but it was just kind of like always there. And it's like when I was like four or five years old, I was. Up on billboards with my dad, like helping him paint signs, you know. That's the coolest. It was just what, you know, drawing is what I did, you know. I didn't necessarily. So it's, it was already basically like uh, another muscle. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It was bred in me. <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd be in animation. I had no idea like that's something I could actually do. I think I think a lot of times the arts, because even even like chasing uh, media production, for some reason I thought it was so impossible for me to be a camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no one's gonna want me to do that, or no one's gonna want. No, you can't. And even now, I, I didn't even see the way that how technology was going to stream up that way, because now anybody can do it. Yeah, like yeah. I, I'm well, not, not to dismiss, but I'm, uh, as far as like even doing it on your own, it's it's easy. You can take your phone and make a movie. Right. You can. And I, I've like, seen it. The access is there. And everyone's a creator. I mean, that doesn't mean that everything is going to be good, but at least there can be some type of. You can still have some type of voice because a lot of people like it would just, you know, not not even that long ago. I'm trying to think. Maybe 30 years ago, there were three major stations, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Like that, and now everybody is their own station. So yeah. we'll see how um, that's going. To, I, I, I'm I'm excited to see how that's going to go. I think we're finally getting to a real um, marketplace of ideas. Yeah, and so what people choose those ideas and what'll happen, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but back to you. So uh, and um, so I saw there were two. Uh, like you went through like what two different schoolings for drawing? Uh, just one. One. Um, I'm not sure which. Side. I went to Center for Creative Studies um, in Detroit, which I was born and raised in Detroit. Um, oh, East Coast, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I studied illustration, and then. During my junior year, like I was, there's only one animation class at the school at that time. Wow! And I took the class, I liked it, and then I watched it a second time, and I was the only person that signed up for it. So they they ended up canceling the class, and then I started working with the teacher and doing like commercial stuff. And like one of the first things that I, I ever did was um uh, the open for home improvement. Like I think it was the second or third season, but like that's kind of how I got into animation. So that's like, I like when things happen, or at least that's how my luck works out nine times out of ten. All right, I think probably most people's luck works out like something bad happens, but it turns out to be the best possible, like ever, like happy accident. Um, So, what were some of your like uh, favorite cartoons growing up? You know, I was very, very basic, you know, like Bugs Bunny. You know, oh well, I mean, Warner Brothers Studios is still like, I I mean, well, that was like I think well, you had them in Disney, yeah, yeah, and that was it, like. So it's like I, I like to laugh. I didn't, you know, I was never into like the action movies. Oh, okay. you know, it's like I mean, I did watch like you know, and stuff. Right. Like, that wasn't fun. You know? But it was like the goofy, the silliness. The goofy, the silly, yeah. And then like when Red and Snoopy came, that like that changed. Oh. That changed everything. That, that made it like like cartoons wow. could be yeah, <laughs> wow. could, yeah could be something else. Could be, like something else. Because exactly. it wasn't for that. It would be no. Um, uh, when Ren and Skimpy, there would probably be no Rocco's Modern Life. There wouldn't yeah. be Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. So I. I I, I've been trying to assess what I actually know about things. Cartoons <laughs> more than anything. Like I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not. That's, I don't know what I'm gonna do with that set of skills. But I've been watching cartoons as a like as a kid forever. Um, 
I guess because my parents just sat me down, or they were, I guess they were there to make sure that I wasn't watching anything too crazy, and they're like, all right, well, that's, like, he's not repeating it too much, so we yeah. can let him, because I think in the first episode of Rocco's Modern Life, he gets, like, fully seduced by the neighbor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they were showing that on, no, because it started on MTV, and then moved to Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, it was done, I actually used to work with somebody that worked on that, actually, I worked with people, actually, they just, they did a new Rocco, like a lot of people. That, I just saw that this morning. Um, yeah, a lot of people that worked on regular show actually were working on that, like the art director and some of the background artists and stuff like that. Are you are you like working on things like six months in advance or even like a year ahead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How hard is that to like maintain and like even almost even kind of keep button shut? <laughs> <laughs> Like this new like yo like see like episode six the regular show gonna be the hottest thing like how do you not say it's, anything? It, 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 it does become hard sometimes. <laughs> so, like in the regular show, it's like getting huge. Like you know, you go out and like you're like this can't you know so, like you're on social media, you do something, you're like oh you're excited about and you can't you can't say anything about it. That'd be so hard. <laughs> or even like because you know like sometimes I don't know if, like I don't know if you've seen have you seen like some like they like, remix someone remix this so, uh, the opening song to Little Einsteins I haven't seen to, <laughs> to like a club music really? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> so like or um even in some of like the chat rooms like on Reddit or whatever you'll see like cartoon theory you know like Ed and Eddie is really about this all oh, the kids are in purgatory you know like that's not what we were <laughs> so. Um, but like, I guess I mean because I you know if anyone speaks about it like are <clears throat> are also I also think that there's a lot of leaks that happen but they happen because the the station wants them to happen yeah. or they or they yeah. hire somebody like yeah. does that happen? There's def- there's there's definitely kind of like you know you see things come out and you're like well none of us said that <laughs> and that's and like there's no sign of it being like up to desperate so it's like it has to come from. We have a traitor. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, there's a way of marketing. It's just kind of like little leaks that come out that they, like, get people excited. To, they like, they show that they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they show that they've definitely been beneficial as far as like um, I'm trying to figure out like the first like successful leak came from. Because I wouldn't even say I think maybe even music. Um, just because, like, for whatever reason, well, because you, when you make music, you put it on a laptop, put it on a computer, and a lot of people, they archive things. Like, people are always shocked about, well, how is, you know, how is Michael Jackson, how can he come out with a whole other album? He's gone. Well, because they recorded the entire time. Like, you might, the, the 12 tracks that you hear are the 12 tracks they chose out of 100, essentially. Yeah. Um, and so, so a lot of times with the uh, bootleggers, because they were putting their music on computers and stuff, people were hacking into those computers and stealing all the music. So then they have a whole, yeah, a whole album release like four months before they planned on even doing it. Um, and and so I think they were, people were like, all right, well, we can't really control this. So let's give people a little nibble of something, something yeah. until we, you know, which I guess is like a really smart. I mean, someone, I wonder if someone was that brave at it, like a boardroom meeting, like maybe we should just give it to them anyway. They're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but um, with, with all this media, so... And I keep getting off subject with tangents. So um, so what is so I guess what is yeah, let's uh, we should talk about like the um regular show. And um so like what were some of the like coming up with with all the drawings? Like how did you like how did you choose on? Because it seems like to me like they're a bunch of doodles but with actual personalities. Yeah, yeah. Well my my job on a regular show is I design the props and effects. So like I do, I like all the cards and so Oh, okay, but like as far as like where the story stories come from, they have uh, the writers. They, they have meetings every single day, and they actually used to play. Um, they call them games, and they had like different games that they would play, with, like writing words down, putting in a fishbowl, and then like pulling out and like coming up with ideas. No just, way. Yeah, and it's just kind of just very random throwing ideas around like that, and um, you know, and, and talk about personal experiences and stuff like that. And from that, that's what they were. That's how they come up with the episode is, ideas. Is that a form of therapy? Because you guys get to go like, this is this <laughs> thing I went through, and we can try to apply it to this. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's really cool. Because I've, I've never had the opportunity to yet work in a super creative place. I've been on sets or whatever, and it's been like yeah. the most funnest thing ever. Funnest is not a word, but the <laughs> most, one of the most fun things ever has been to work on a set with a bunch of creative. Like I even like just being around them. It helps as opposed to like the the nine to five grind. 
because there's some things like we were talking about. I wish I recorded, but we were talking about the laser beam or whatever. I don't get to talk about laser beam with some of my coworkers. They're like, "Oh, that's a real thing." Like, yeah, no, they, they like you know, like science fiction kind of pre-predicts a lot of technology that we have. <laughs> how much and how much time you have to think about a minor inconvenience? It's like it's kind of hot, and then it's gone because they're yeah. super fast. Um, but I mean, that's that's so cool that you get to. Uh, I mean, they just get to create every day. But I guess it does get to like a. Um, I mean, does it ever feel monotonous? Like, do some days are like I don't know? Like, is there something that you don't enjoy? Like, in, blah, blah blah blah. Enjoy drawing. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some days where you're just like. <laughs> like with anything, like yeah, exactly. With like anything, and then it's like there's things that you can't draw. Which sounds weird to say, like <laughs> like just like no matter what you do, your drawings just suck. You know, and like some days drawing is just like poor out. You know, it's just. I, I go through that. I go. I'm actually going through that with comedy. I um I started doing comedy in Maryland, and which was cool because like maybe I can get up like once per month, and if you like if you bomb once per month fine, cool. You can do other things yeah, yeah, yeah. to, like, get your confidence back up, but, like, you bomb for a week in a row. You start really doubting yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 like, sure. I thought I was funny, but <laughs> maybe I'm not yeah. funny. Maybe I'm a hack comedian. All right. <laughs> I guess I guess I'm going to go find a game show to work on. Like, just <laughs> make the best out of a situation. Um, but maybe that's not the case because then out of nowhere one night or one day you're just on. You're not, yeah. Like, and I'm like, well, how do you bottle this? Yeah. But it, it's just a matter of time, and so and sometimes it helps just to walk away from it, like for a little while. Like, do you, do they allow you to do that? Like, get fresh air oh, breaks? Yeah. Or oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like you're kind of. I mean, it's a nine to five job, but it's like it's kind of like here's your deadline, just get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like if you're having a bad drawing day, you just walk away. You know, <laughs> and it's like you want to come in on a weekend and get something done, it's quieter or something like that. Just come in on a weekend. And do it, you know? Do you have to be? Is it expected to be so, for everyone to be super social, or is like everyone kind of like they, uh, they 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 make it so it is more social? Like they like set up the studio so that there's like common areas and games and stuff like that, so people do like get together and are more interactive. You know, so everyone's not just in their heat, right? You know? <laughs> Producing away. Yeah. Um, I saw a. Um, a bunch of web shorts, and I don't know if people really know know this about shorts and how important they are. Like, I don't know why Cartoon Network doesn't do it now, but I think they had a show called What uh, What a Cartoon, and it would show like little clips. And Kids Next Door would be on there, like their their pilot would be on there for like four years before it actually got picked up or something like yeah. that. Or um, yeah. There's a, there's like I mean, a lot of stuff like goes into development, and like it kind of gets sent out there to see if there's any interest. And the animation moves really slow. Yes, I imagine. I didn't realize how slow it was because uh, Overwatch was a game, but they meant to make it a cartoon. So they had a bunch of stuff, but they couldn't. Um, should probably be talking about other shows. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but uh, even so, like even now um, with Bleach, because what made Bleach really revolutionary for its time was that they would put out the manga series, but at the same time put out the show subbed and dubbed simultaneously. And so they go into these crazy deadlines, though. And... Um, but uh, they stopped that, and then there's a, another show called My Hero Academia, and they literally are able to show just one new episode every month. Yeah. As opposed to the internet, everybody wants to consume everything now, but animation takes a really long time. Mm-hmm. I've seen someone animate something that was just five minutes, and that took them forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, uh, so, like, what's, uh, what's uh, yeah, so I'll walk us through, like, what the normal process is. Well, uh, um, like I said, it starts with writing, and then it'll go into storyboard, and there's two different, like, Studios will do one of two ways, or actually kind of three ways. It'll either it'll be a script-driven show or it'll be a board-driven show. Regular show was a board-driven show. Mm-hmm. Um, what that meant is that the writers came up with the ideas and they wrote up an outline. And they just gave the outline to the board artist, and the board artist does all the dialogue and action, everything like that. Wow. Um, that gets pitched multiple times, you know, to to the creators and to the writers and all that. Uh, the other way that it, it's done is um, script driven, and so then the writer will actually write out the full script with all the dialogue and everything, and then the board artist will just go off the script. Wow! Um, so it's like that's, that's where a regular show was a little bit more creative because it was the board artists were coming up with the dialogue and the jokes, and like it was more malleable. You who, know? who came up with Rigby's hand boning? 
Oh, that's Jesuit. That's like my favorite phrase of all time. We were at, after you left work for a week. <laughs> He's like, Aunt Billy will save your life one day. I just love, I love the shot on his face where he's just like, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> and then um, my favorite character is Skips, though. Because <laughs> the whole backstory with him like being eternal and then <laughs> having to like fight a baby. A giant baby. Um, but I love the fact that he's just a super strong dude and he just skips. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that bit. Um, so with so many... Um, with so many different parts, does anybody, I, like, no one gets nervous, or I guess if you work together for a certain amount of time, or you have a certain amount of history with people, like, you just trust them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, with that crew, got, like, gelled really good. You know, we got, we got good at what we were doing, you know. And there was no second thinking about, like, what the other person is doing, because we're all on the same page. You know, and it's a very, like, handoff process. Yeah. You know? Oh, like a baton pass. Well, yeah, because it goes, for, it goes from storyboard, and then, like, that... You know, from the storyboard, it gets the, the dialogue gets recorded, and then then there's like the design department. I was part of the design department where it gets all broken down into like characters that need to be designed, the props need to be designed, the backgrounds, the backgrounds need to be painted, the, the props and characters need to be and and then color and that that it's, it's, I, I do my drawings, I hand it off to the next person who inks it, and that person hands it off to the next person who does the color. You know, so it's. That sounds super tedious. <laughs> so like, so like I might I might have been crushed if I ever got into animation. <laughs> like, like, but I get, yeah, but I, when you're doing those type of processes, you guys really do need to trust everyone around you that they're doing the right thing. So, um, <laughs> well, um, we're at Morris Delicatessen. I've been here a few times actually, yeah. and uh, love the food. And I uh, love the breakfast. So when you told me all the background, I was like, there's a background? <laughs> and so I went back here and I saw all of these drawings that I wish you could show them. But they're like, so do you all like the cartoonist community? Well, when Moore's opened, it was just when regular show and adventure time started to air. And oh, that's so, so cool. we would come over here to watch the premiere episodes. And one day, Mr. Moore he was like, you know, if you guys want to draw on the walls, you can. And like, so we started drawing on the walls when we came here. Everywhere is covered, guys. Everywhere is covered. Yeah. And, then, and then once it started happening, like, you can see that there's like Nickelodeon drawings and you know, other studios. Would come Are there turf wars? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me there's like a company softball team. It really gets competitive. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, you, but you've gone between the two companies. That's, well, that's the thing. It's like you, you're, you're, you're a contractor. Mm. You know, it's like it's not it's not really a full time job. You know, so it's like you get hired for a show, you work on the show, and the show's over. You yeah, have to find a new show, and that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stay at the same studio. Yeah, which makes know? sense. Which I'm learning. Uh, which I'm learning in this. In this, uh, I tell you what. In the I've only I've been here for about four months. In the process of me being here for four months, I've learned more than I've learned in school. Yeah. As far as like. Yeah. Like as far like as far as the inner workings, like no, you you better have something that you're doing, and you need to have. If you can get a job that is doing that, great. But if not, you still need to have. It. If you really are a truly creative person, and maybe that's me being a little hard on myself. But if you're truly creative, you're not gonna. You're not like you're not. You're going to make something. You're going to do something. Yeah. Like because yeah. you're not gonna necessarily. I don't want to say I was, but maybe part of me was was kind of waiting for somebody's permission. Are waiting, yeah. you know, like to get someone's like, yeah, you're okay to do you're this. Good, yeah. you, no, you're gonna have to yeah. just do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> like, have to do it yourself, and you kind of, you have to like stay ahead of yourself. Mm, yes, you definitely, know? definitely. Um, so you also did the what did you do? Did you do the props and effects for Adventure Time as well? Um, I did some um, border vision. Okay, yeah. that show is crazy. That show is crazier than what the tone that it gives off. Because they're in a post-apocalyptic world, am I not wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he still, and I, I love the fact that they're in a post-apocalyptic world, and Finn is still dealing with dating. <laughs> like, like that's still going to be a problem. That's still going to be a thing. <laughs> so, because um, I think there's even one episode where he kind of freaks out. Like, I like you. Do you not understand that? <laughs> like, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> I feel like, and I feel like I think that's every D, like at least high school. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't scream that out loud like to the person you like, but sometimes like dating anybody can go like or even just like liking someone and not telling them. I think that's like the most maddening thing ever. Oh, yeah. 
like can't stand it. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of more questions because I'm just all raw. Oh yeah, I wanted to actually get back to what I was saying. Oh, yeah, no, I already said that. Uh, we both both got our creative our creative starts around dealerships, if you may. Um, so like, what I guess yeah, what are your like favorite things to draw, or do you like still doodle on the side? Uh, well, right now I've, I've been designing a deck of playing cards. Um, so I've been looking at more like ornate type stuff. Okay. You know, um, I don't really like. I don't know. I don't draw as much as I used to. That sounds crazy. But, no, because you do like, it every day. You do it every day. <laughs> and, like you don't like kind of go like, oh, I want to draw a kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> just don't do that. You know. Right. But like sometimes you're like inspired to do something. Well, what what does inspire you? I it just it just has to be like an idea that pops in your head. Are, are you the type of person, because when an idea pops in my head, I quickly go to writing it down, even if it doesn't make any sense. Like, just try to get it out as soon as possible, because who knows? If, like, yeah, are you yeah. the same way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I pretty much hit it, like, right away. Like, <laughs> you know? yeah. Something strikes me as funny, I'm going to do it, you know? What are you currently your favorite shows? Or, or do you want... I'm uh, currently... Because if, if you're so deep in it, because you are deep, deep, right. deep. Like, <laughs> like, with animation, I don't think there's anything there's nothing really that I watch. Uh, well, uh, Rick and Morty, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, me and my friends, even when it first debuted, we loved Regular Show. I had a friend tell me about it. He's like, his name Regular Show. I was like, is that like, is that like an oxymoron? Because I feel like hipsters are starting to make shows. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that necessarily. And they're like, no, it's really funny. And that was that was the uh, hand boning episode. And at that point, like I think even after the first season came out, um, I bought the DVD. Yeah, this went because it was just so good, and it talked about. I'm trying to figure out, like, it's like they put, like, the 70s, but, like, try to put it in modern times. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, like, there's, like, you know, like, there's a whole episode about the internet, I yeah. think. Yeah, there's a whole episode about the internet, and then um, uh, the episode's about, I'm trying to think. Oh, man, because I know this one's really old, because I know it's, it's season one. Um, and I think it's them be trying to beat a video game, and they get sucked uh, in or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that with um so with uh what was the character Gary's head the um the floating head oh yes yes yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh and they they they, they can, uh, combine all the video games together or whatever so um are those like are, like what was the goal with making or trying to set it like to like that seventies like cause I, even because even some of the there's like electronic pop in the in the is soundtrack that, was, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Why JG wanted that? I mean, that's just like that's his influence, you know. And so mm. he thought like the seventies and eighties, you know. Um, and he was always very, very specific, you know, sort of like drawing cars. You know, like, no, I want that to be a seventy-six Lincoln Continental. It's not just the Lincoln Continental. It's not just a sedan. Right. <laughs> I want this. Yeah, it's like very, it's very specific. I think that's the benefit of cartoons or our animation over it because apparently shooting what they call uh, dated pieces. It's super expensive because oh, all that stuff in the back, yeah. you have to get it from somewhere. And that's really obvious because there's a guy with a collection that's like, someone's going to call me eventually. Because eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the show on Showtime. I think they only had like five episodes about it called I'm Dying Up Here. Yeah. Uh, it's it's literally about comedy in the 70s. And every shot behind them, they have cars from back then. And one of the things that even gets talked about in the show is how uh, Dotson started taking over where the Detroit Muscle... Uh, time. Um, so when those cars because basically what happened was Japanese cars were lighter so they uh, used less gas. They weren't as, you didn't need they didn't need as much maintenance so people were really losing jobs even back then yeah. um, to that market and so but what, but you notice that there's little cars that they're in, there's vans that they're in there from that time like you have to really find those and it was shot by Jim Carrey. I'm like well how much money did he make from the mask? Like <laughs> seriously like where he can, like, I guess can, well again you're back to making your own thing so I, I would hate to see like an actual celebrity turn to YouTube and like put production into it, like because those because the everyday YouTuber is not going to be able to stand against yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, trying to guess. I'm trying to think. Is there because um, these uh and ams are going to be so fun to edit out later. <laughs> um, so uh, I'll, so what was what's more fun to work for if you would, if you don't mind, like Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Um. I, yeah. I well, it's, it's weird because like I did a lot. Most of my career was back in New York, and like working in New York and working out here. 
two different night things. And day. <laughs> night and day. Um, I like I like I like working at Cartoon Network. I like the vibe. It was more uh, creative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit more relaxed. Um, when I worked on Little Bill, that was at Nick Jr. in New York, and like that studio is completely different. And you worked for Noggin. Which was like, a, which I was super, I was so super into Noggin when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I was such a, I would like, I wish someone had sat me down or just explained to me, like, you're going to be a dork. And that's okay. I just want to let you know that you hanging out with the kids that play basketball and stuff, probably not going to work out for you. Because um, I was such, because I'm definitely into, like, Ghost Rider and stuff. Um, so, I had to, so you worked for Noggin. But go on, with, sorry, go on. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, every studio has a different vibe, vibe to it. Yeah, my uh, my wife, she actually works at Disney. And she she's a writer. And she was actually a writer on regular show. So you guys worked together on the same. We we worked together. We met on Little Bill, and we've worked on like four or five shows. How is that not kind of a little bit awkward sometimes? Like, is, are, I don't, I don't know. Like, you got to put the cap of toothpaste on, and she's mad at you for it, and she's not. <laughs> this is my personal story. <laughs> like, because I, uh, I just got a relationship where I actually lived with somebody, which is completely different from not living together. Didn't know that. Le- learning experience. It was a learning experience, but she would be mad about me about I'd never put the cap on the toothpaste, which I, yeah, you should. I get it. Um. <laughs> And I'd be like, all right, my bad. And it'd be like the afternoon she started still kind of be mad at me until I bought her food. That's how. (laughs) It's it's easy easy to not bring home to work. It's hard the other way. It's hard to not bring (laughs) her home. That's that's, that's the side of Right. Yeah. Well, I find that the most, as far as creatives, if they're dating other creatives, the relationship seems to be a lot easier <laughs> it's, it's, than it's dating outside of that. A lot of couples in the from, yeah. Which I guess would make sense. So, you know, you, you have a common ground. Right, exactly. As opposed to, because I've never dated someone with that type of common ground. Ever. Like, ever. So it was always kind of made things hard. It's like, why are you always broke? Because I had to buy a new microphone. <laughs> why did you have to get the microphone? Well, this one looks really cool and it's blue. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Going to be McDonald's for a while. That's what I chose to do. And, they, yeah. you know, but, well, she was actually super supportive when she actually wanted me to be more worried about, like, my podcast and starting a YouTube channel than I was sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's just that, uh, like, when it came to, like, certain pursuits, like, she, uh, we ended up going to college together, uh, which I guess that was kind of the thing, like, because those relationships tend to be more about convenience more than we care to admit. Like we were yeah. people in the same area yeah. and that's why we became friends. Yeah. But then you start going off into your fields and those are different hours. Those are different like schools of thought, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, like, cause you told me people, I call you my best friends. Like I looked at their YouTube channels. I'm like, we don't even like any of the similar things. Like we had one channel in common yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so why, like, why do we even talk? But, um, but yeah, that's what, like, it's just a bit harder to date someone who's not like, Near or close to the same field. Yeah, some type of understanding. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and I think I think college keeps you from getting that, like, oh, I like this, and so I'm, and that's why I'm hanging out with those people more often, as opposed to like she just figured out that she wanted to, like, she wanted her own business. Yeah, it's like she got through four years and was taking her final test and was like, I don't want to do this, and so her whole thing was like, well, how am I going to make you know lim- like lemonades out of lemon? And I think she figured it out because she wants. She's like she really is a super kind person, um, which kind of scares me when she got mad. But she's a person <laughs> that um, that ended up that wants to like help people. So she ended up going towards leaning towards like working in HR. Oh. So, but as I was doing like the more broadcasting thing and getting even getting my foot in the door with just becoming a photographer, it was like oh we're kind of night and day. So. Oh, okay, just making sure my computer went off. So let me make sure that this thing is actually recording. <laughs> okay, it didn't stop. That's great. Um, but I, I guess, and, but I've also noticed that so a lot of people that are in production or dating someone else or going out or like was in this long relationship with someone else that's in production. I'm like, well, okay, that's what. So my whole goal is I'm going to get someone that's, or I'm going to date people that are creative. Like that's going to be yeah. the end goal. Yeah. Um, oh, whoa, freedom. So, so how did you guys meet? We're on a podcast. 
Uh, oh, you said regular show, right? On Little Bill. No, little Bill. Back, back on Little Bill, uh, she was in editing there, and I was just sort of a supervisor. Hold on, there's editors for cartoon? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. can draw too much. Is that what that is about? Are you? Well, no, well, that's uh, that's part of the part of the, um, the storyboard. After they do the audio, they put together what's called an animatic. And it's, it's that basically times out the show. And then, so and cool. then the, the animation on most shows are, is actually done overseas. And when the animation comes in, an editor has to put all the pieces together. They have to put all the shots together. And then they have to do like a final audio mix and sound record and all that. How much data is in Like how much of a data packet is in one episode? Seriously. Uh, no it has to be it's massive. Huge. Like, and, and someone's like, and they're sending that information wirelessly? Or I would assume. Yeah. Jesus, like, um, has there ever been like, or ooh, have you ever messed up on anything on the show? Messed up on I don't know. Like, there was like this is supposed <laughs> to be a, a wall, but there's a spaceship there or something. Like, like is there a blooper <laughs> reel? Like, there's, I mean, there, there's, all, there's like, there's always a mistake when you have um, all the retakes, and it's like when they will watch the episode and they'll look at them and they'll have like an arm pops off, and it's like the lips and off. Said, like, maybe, like, the bush was supposed to be behind the tree, the tree right. and it was pushed in front of the tree. And it's like, that's the story. They have to, like, they have to, they have to call those retakes and send the animation back to kind of correct it. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it's got to be time-consuming. Yeah. This just has to be time-consuming yeah. process. So if one person wanted to do it by themselves, it would just be oh, yeah. almost impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, but it's like, yeah. You'd be coming out with one episode a year. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah. this 30-minute thing I did. Yeah. So. I mean, it's like our staff. Around 40 people, and there's also all the animators that are in Korea. You know, there's oh, another 100 plus people. So, uh, so a whole other side. Do you guys ever get to meet each other? Um, like, once in a while, like the art director went out there, and JG went out there, um, and sometimes they'll have a representative come out here. Oh, BT Dubs. I was. I'm, I'm more than willing to uh, buy you lunch if there was anything that you wanted. Oh, oh. So, that's, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, because uh, we are we are at a um, Moore's delicatessen and they I like that word. <laughs> yeah, delicatessen. Like I feel like I should have a croissant. Like I should have a croissant in my hand. But this place is so <laughs> right. And and it, it's um this place is so super cool. Um, they let me come here twice and record. Oh, really? Yes, and I was sitting here. I was like, "Can I do it?" Like, we can't close down a room. I was like, "I wouldn't dream of it." I love the ambient noise. Like, seriously, it yeah. works. Um, but then I came to the back, and it was super cool. But this place is just cool. If you are in Burbank and you're listening, to the, come here. It's good food. It's good, and it's all healthy. Like they say, cage-free eggs. I'm, I have there's nothing I've ordered and been disappointed by. So just come by, say the podcast sent you, and you know maybe we'll meet here and we'll have a conversation too. Um, Right. <laughs> well, the common thing out here is people will keep their own chickens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and and from uh, I've I've had it, or at least I like how dark the yolk look. Yeah. yeah. I want to have my own. I want to have my own eggs. I want to have. Yeah. I do want to have a farm. Like it didn't take much time. He <laughs> didn't like convert. I was like, no, you guys got it. You guys have it locked down. <laughs> like, I would much rather. I would much rather like if I could have like my own cages and maybe have my own food. That's what I would totally do. Especially now, because I know how it's cut apart, which is more traumatizing than I thought it would be. Like, I've seen, I seen. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, and then I was trying to, uh, I was asking my boss, like, "How do we not make a mess?" They're like, "Oh no, that's because all the blood, blood is drained before it even gets here. That's really the secret. That's what he's like. You never seen? You ever uh, talked to a mafia dude?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I never went out of my way to do that." He was like, "Oh no, that's how they, that's how they discreetly get rid of people's bodies is that the blood is drained out and then they." Cut them up and then transport it. I was like, "How do you know that?" I was like, "He's like, I grew up in a city. I grew up in a, uh, a small suburb of New Jersey, so things happen." I was like, "I'm not asking you questions about anything. <laughs> I feel like I might know too much." Um, which I guess that's a, another cool thing about Cali because you never know who you're going to run into. Um, but oh, you say you're working on something new, something a new show? It's, yeah, it's a Scooby's new show. It's uh, called Close Enough. Are, are you allowed yeah. to talk about it? Are we get an exclusive here. No, it's 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 well, actually, right. I think it was last night they had uh, they had a panel at Comic Con, so it's out there. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, but that that goes back to like what you were saying before. Like, 
stuff that was kind of kept secret. It was hard because we started developing the show a year ago, and we pitched it to TBS like last July or August, and they picked it up like right away. But like we couldn't say anything. Is you know? <laughs> um. Is TBS coming, like, getting on the side of cartoons? Because they have started, like, you know, show Family Guy, that whole string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're starting to do more and more cartoons, and they've been, they've been coming to the studio and, like, kind of, like, asking for pitches. Oh, wow, that has to be super dope. Now, will that be, will that... So you guys are working on a car... Are they owned? It's all, yeah, it's all under the same umbrella. Got it. Yeah. All right, because I was about to yeah. say, wouldn't that be kind of weird? Yeah, someday, yeah, people were like, I thought you were on the Cartoon Network. This show is TBS. I don't think, yeah, people knew, like, who, what owned what. It's almost, some, on some things, it's almost kind of criminal, because what, uh, what they'll, what a, um, like, what a station will own, or what they, what the, that mega, because they don't, they won't do, like, um, because you're allowed, I forgot what the, the, I think it's, like, line ownership, so you can own the studio, you can own the production company, and then you can, you know, you can own those things, but you can't own, like, all the, you can't own all the studios, essentially, but you can own, yeah. like, that whole line of, so I guess, and that's good, because that makes it. Like, I mean, it's really, it's really Disney, Viacom, and Turner. That's, those are the three main. Right. And then it's like, they just own all Everything else, <laughs> like you're just you just came to the party, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is, um, have you ever like I don't know? Is there is there a difference between like I guess there would be different like doing like is it like kind of fun and then like the big wigs like a guy with a suit comes in and then everyone kind of gets quiet a little bit. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's like there would be you know, the, the the head of the studio. You know, he would, he will come around with like suits and like give them tours and stuff like that. Because those are like investors. Like, all of a sudden you have to be like, oh, I got, you know, something like that. You know, it's like you just, you're just doing your work. Because <laughs> you that's what I struggle with now with daytime. Because I know there's a certain way I have to like. There's a certain way I have to be during the day at the daytime job, and this as opposed to just being goofy. With my with my own personal pursuits, and I've kind of looked at it as like a superhero kind of thing, like like Clark Kent yeah. <laughs> takes off like, and like takes off his shirt and becomes Superman. So that's how I've kind of looked at it. Um, yeah, for us, like we're creative, just who we are. I'm always looking at like t-shirts, shorts to work. Right, like you knew what you were getting when you signed us here. Like you knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's always cool. Um, I guess with the, can you say what the show is about? Like roughly, what's about? Yeah, yeah um, it's 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 that point in time in life where you're out of college, you you have a job, you just started a family, but you still can't afford to function on your own. You <laughs> roommates. That's that's kind of basic pitch. So there's like the, the oh. main couple. They have a little daughter, and they they have roommates, and it's just. You know, oh my god yeah. like that's it's all it's like it, the show is like all based in LA so like a lot of the backgrounds and stuff like you will notice I'm I'm I want to yeah that's that's a huge market because everyone's there it's just that I don't I guess because of how because of social media and things like that everyone's been able free to talk about it because mm-hmm. you know you see your parents and you see them as these like super functional people are or you think they are um and that's like you, and you're trying to get there, like everyone, because everyone's still like, I'm, I'm going to be 30 soon. I'm like, I'm not necessarily an adult because I still need, <laughs> still got to be there. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Still a room, I still have a roommate, and still trying to, you know, because I want to break into this thing. Yeah, and, that's why it's called close enough. <laughs> it's almost, almost there. And and every year is kind of that. Is they like just a step close? Yeah, wow. Yeah, All right, yeah. I can't wait to see. I'm yeah. gonna, and, is it, and because it's on TBS, it's like clearly adult, so there's nothing pop. Right. Oh, because there's a scene in regular show where they're rowdy at um at a at a at a oh my why why am I drawing a blank on what the name of that is? Um, they used to have me around all the time, but don't anymore. Besides to be at a parlor or something, they're all drinking drinking root beer, eating oh, ice cream, yeah. and getting super rowdy. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it is being goofy. I'm like, this is not what that means. Actually, yeah. I think I enjoy cartoons more as an adult because they put so many innuendos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like just like just in case you're watching this with your kid and you're a little bit bored, like, we got you. We're yeah. going to take care of you. Which yeah. I mean, would you say that the people who are watching watching cartoons now? Because some of the best cartoons have 
um, gone away because they have the viewership, but they're not selling any merchandise as yeah. far as toys. Right. That's that's a big that's a big big thing. It's like merchandise, right? That's that's where that's where the shows make the money. Right, yeah. and which is I guess you gotta find a way to merchandise to adults because you know we'll buy a T-shirt, but we're not like it, adults will buy a T-shirt definitely, yeah. but a toy that's only going to be for people that's putting it on a shelf. Yeah, like which I guess is a certain amount of people in that market. Um, I mean, it's definitely like when a show is pitched, like the studios go, "Can we can, sell? Can we make the toy out of that?" Right. So, like, because a cult following is nice and all, but but yeah, can we rinse it? Yeah, you can make a plush. SpongeBob. Right, <laughs> and it's going to sell. Yeah, it's going to sell. But even now, no. we regular regular shows struggle with that a little bit because it's like it's hard to make toys for regular show. They don't look right. quite right. But <laughs> adventure time, like it's easy. Yeah, toys for that as yeah. opposed to. I, I think you just have to, because uh, Young Justice was like that, because everyone was questioning, like, well, we loved it. Well, yeah, that was the problem. We loved it. <laughs> like, that was the problem. Like, the people, because uh, even, I don't know how much this talk about, like, our, if you guys know about it, but on the internet, when they talk about even Teen Titans, uh, its biggest problem was that it actually started, it happened at a point in time where companies weren't ready to market to girls yet. Oh. Yeah. And that's what was going on is that girls were falling in love with the star or Beast Boy. I think it was Beast Boy, Starfire, and Raven. Yeah. And um, they don't they didn't have anything for them, so it was considered a flop. I'm like, well, then you should have just made something for. If you get Raven and all pink, who cares? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if you need to do that, but um, I I guess because you can never you can't really completely predict who's going to like something. No, I guess. No. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole market of toys for girls is kind of interesting. Well, revolution or something right now. Right, yeah. Like they're actually going like, yeah, we kind of make yeah, like, <laughs> for girls. Like, why is that? Like, I guess, I mean, I guess it just takes a while for things to change. Yeah. In, in, um, I guess just in, with anything, yeah, it just takes a while for things to change, especially that. Like, I, I'm always super excited. I thought with all the cosplaying that, like, majority of people who are doing the cosplay are at least putting the most effort into their costume are going to be girls. Because, yeah. yeah. They just, I guess, I don't know, detail oriented or something, but they tend to make the better costume. That sounded probably like the most sexist compliment you could ever give somebody. But, um, but yeah, I, I just, um, because and, I, I, and that's another thing, I guess, because with the media being able to reach out, because you did have like girl, yeah, because even at McDonald's, like boys get a Hot Wheels car and girls get a Barbie, and so I guess we're just stepping out of that. You know, a girl can get a Hot Wheels car if she wants one, and if it. Barbie, if he wants to, don't know how I'm gonna deal with that personally. I'm still love him, still love him to death. My older, my older brother actually turned out to be gay, which wasn't surprising to me. Shockingly, <laughs> I just thought that's just how he act. Like, um, but yeah, but how do you, you know, like we're the, the coolest picture I saw was this. Um, I don't know. You ever heard the app called iFunny? No. It's basically a, it's just memes. So it's like it's like uh, a social network for memes, essentially. And if you like, it's so like three times a day they'll come out with features or whatever. Show a picture of this girl and she's putting dresses on trucks. She was like, I didn't show her anything. I just gave her some dresses and I gave her a few trucks because I wanted her to be raised like balanced. That's what she chose to do. So that's what we're playing now. The trucks are print. The monster trucks are princesses. Whatever. So I guess I guess you know it'll take a and plus a different creative mind because I guess you had people designing toys forever this certain way. And now you have to do things differently or try to consider all audiences because it's yeah. going to reach out, especially because of YouTube. It's going to get out to some kid, I don't know, in a third world country. He might see the thing you make and might be able to make him laugh. So yeah. I guess you have to design toys for that. Uh, do, did you Have you ever had to do that? No, no. Like, that's completely removed from oh. the studio, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. you know, it's like the creators will have some input on it, you know, and but it's it's you know it's not done at the studio. It's done. Oh, sorry, it's done somewhere else. Um, I think a lot of times it's done by like a third party. Oh, okay. You know? Is there is there something that like or an idea that maybe you want to get out there one day? I've thought about it. Like I, I always go back and forth, and I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. So that's all, a whole lot of other type of work. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah definitely um, because I I uh, I thought. 
like back in in college, I was like, I want to have my own production company one day. And that still is the goal to have my own production company one day. I was like, I should learn how to be a leader. I need to learn how to run a business. <laughs> and so I decided that this thing with the manager of a part store would be a good start. <laughs> and it was the like I was like, well, I'm good with like customers and, and getting along with people and I, you know, and, and talking it out to them. I was like, I should be a really good manager. Those are two different muscles. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Like I was, I was a manager for a couple of children after I had Really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and because I, I think those are just for certain people. Like I think because some people just have the, um, just that mentality. Because just like getting on people, it was it, and it also was kind of a. I want to say, sometimes crappy situations are good to learn from. Uh, it, it, they were they were going to shut the store down. They were getting ready to shut because it wasn't making any money. Like it was making negative money, and in in the in corporate for the life of them couldn't figure out what was going on. And then we'd have like some like, oh, we saw online that you have this particular alternator, and then we come here in the store and we like, don't have that alternator. And our computers say that we have it. And so again, wasting somebody's time. I don't want to do that, especially when your car's broken. You're already pretty frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but come to find out that the uh, they brought in a new store manager and they didn't have a secondary manager. So I just got up under him or whatever and was like, you teach me. And um so what ended up happening, we ended up figuring out that the old crew was selling the parts for cheaper by selling a cheaper part, but it'd actually be this other thing. So um, like an alternator for uh, a Cadillac is way more expensive than an alternator for a Mitsubishi Eclipse. And so they sell them the Mitsubishi Eclipse alternator, give them the Cadillac one. And so that threw off our stock or whatever. So we figured that out. And um but the other thing was people wanted hours. So they're like, we need more hours. Well, they only give you like when you're working in retail corporate sends down like these forecasts where you should we're only expecting you to be this busy and so you only need this amount of hours so you need to make that work yeah. all right cool well i need to try to figure out so i would i would literally have to become this guy that's like all right well we need to do um inventory checks and we need to do a lot we had to do a lot of inventory checks only like, if i can if they see us doing the inventory checks they'll send down more hours and you'll get more hours but people didn't want to do them I was like, well, they're going to shut. Well, I was like, you're going to be more problems than not having a lot of hours. We're, not, we're literally about to shut the store because <laughs> it's not making any money. But it did work out in the end. But the problem was, and it's probably, it's like one of my regrets. There were people that I had started the job with and they didn't have any, they just wanted to work a nine to five. They didn't have any interest in becoming a manager. And that's, that's per their right. But, you know, you come in together, but I was a manager. They basically had a hard time seeing me as a leader as opposed to just their coworker. And until one day someone tried to rob the store and I wasn't thinking and reacted. I was, it was, it was so dumb. I was, it was the weekend because my boss, the boss, the store manager went out of town. He was like, you will be in charge and we'll just see how it goes. I was like, okay, cool. So all I have to do is just keep everything like that wouldn't go wrong, go wrong. And everything went wrong that possibly could have possibly have gone wrong. Like everything. Uh, people's parts weren't there on time. There was one guy who hated me, knew I was in charge for the store for that weekend and decided to try to create trouble with customers. Hey, this line is pretty long, isn't it? I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> and um, and so I had to show this guy around, which he chose, I guess, I don't know why, but he chose like literally the worst person because I literally at that point knew where everything was in the store and knew all the inventory. Um, but what ended up happening was that he wanted to uh, look at the car radio. So he tried to steal a car radio, like literally out of my hand as I turned away. And I, like, without thinking, because I was just so, like, in heat damage minimal mode, I turned around and took it back. But, yeah, at this point, he had left out of the store. So anything, and when you do that, a company tell you don't chase after someone who leaves out of the store because if anything happens to you, it's on you. Like, not, we don't, you know, thank you, but no thank you. Uh, and so without thinking, and then I took it, it did, uh, I got it back, and then he hops in his boy's car, and then I take a picture of the license plate and then walk back in, and then everyone starts clapping. <laughs> I was like, oh, what did I do? But then they started seeing me like, all right, like you are clearly like trying to. And so after that, everything got easier, which I guess you need one of those moments to yeah, like, yeah. but you should never, ever chase somebody out of a store <laughs> with a product ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was just, it was like a different bone because you had to be, sometimes you had to be stern if somebody wasn't like, because you can say something once, twice, three times and they're not doing it or they're not, you know, might not be taking you seriously or whatever, but. Like, sometimes you have to be stern, like, hey, I'm not playing with you. And I don't like being that serious yeah. inherently. Like, I like being a goofball, like, more more times yeah. than not. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to even avoid with this job now. But they don't um, have any leadership. Yeah. So it's it, – which is fine. Like, if everyone knows what they're doing, 
or whatever, but there's times where people just kind of step on each other's feet and it kind of creates these like weird little traffic jams that mm-hmm. stop us from, I don't know. We're, like the job is more stressful than I would like it to be someday. <laughs> it's like, like I really just want to come there and do my job and leave and go home, right? Yeah. And not even worry about the policy. Like I don't care about this place, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, because it's only temporary. But didn't mean to even go into my own story. Did you ever have any crazy management story or crazy like? But then again, you work in a job where people want to be there. They want to be. They want to create. Yeah. They want to produce. So yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, managing artists is very different. Managing chasing down. Right. But there. And what I mean, what did you? What did you like about it? Like just like was there like an organization? Oh, organization aspect of it. The, the, the organization, the like more working with people. Mm. Like, you know, when you're drawing, you're just drawing. Like, there's not much interaction in my job. Yeah. Yeah, there wouldn't be, would it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put on your headphones and you shut off the world and you draw. Everything. I mean, well, you're building another one, so that's the... <laughs> wow. Okay, that's... I mean, I'm always... I don't know. I'm just, just always impressed with creative people, you know, and how they got there. And so I and I see that now. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting. I'm on my way. Which I and I think that's a that's a haul because I think even um, uh, there's a production assistant that works for Netflix, works for company Netflix, and he's not. I guess he didn't. The job is not always cracked up to be. But I'm like, dude. Even with all the complaints, like, dude, I'm like, yo, you're in a good place. I was like, you could be. You could be waist deep in pig guts any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it. This job has definitely hum, uh, humbled me yeah. in a way. I mean, I. I, uh, being a photographer, I got like a little hoity toity because, like, just having like weekends off and like the job really wasn't that hard. Like, it was like pretty simple. Like, every, like, it's even with the editing I had to do, it wasn't hard, like, editing. Like, it was like something like removing the sun out of a picture or getting the glare off of something. Like, it really wasn't hard at all because they're not moving and it's not a person. Like, people's subjects are way harder than a car subject. And, um, and then, like, I started out with a grocery job, like, a long time ago. So I was like, I'll just take this job and, excuse me, I'll just take this job and, you know, hopefully I'll meet people and I can put them on a podcast, which was the kind of the, <laughs> the whole goal was, like, the long con of this. And that's what I had to focus on. But then there's sometimes there's just so many workplace politics or whatever yeah, that so I try to. <laughs> do you um do you miss any of your old, like, basic, did you have, did you do basic nine-to-five jobs when you were in school, or were you just all out focused on cartoon? I was all cartoon. All my jobs were, like, kind of creative jobs, you know, it's like, I did work at, like, um, you know, like, at a nursery, I worked at a gym, I worked, you know, oh, okay. done jobs like that. Did you ever feel, like, hopeless some days, like, I'm not going to make it to my end goal, or just, like, I'm not going to worry about that, just stay? I just, yeah, I didn't worry about it. Yeah. Just stay pinpointing. Yeah. I was pretty hard-headed, but I'm gonna go off for a living. You know? <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> you have to be right. You really do. <laughs> like you have to have you have to have like a sickening amount of determination, especially if you're following your dreams and that's something you want to do. You can't just take a basic job and say like someday I'll someday I'll do it. Right. Like, you have to do it. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You totally have to do it. Um, and that's where I've gotten into. And that's what's been good about this job. Like it's been kind of a big reminder of. Um, if this is what you want to do, because I think a lot of times when you uh, put like these self statements to yourself, the universe is going to test you. Like, oh, you really want it? All right, well, let's say I'm going to put these like five walls up. <laughs> you and it helps to be hard headed. That was like the one adjective used to describe me as a kid. Right? <laughs> and I think, I think, I think, yeah, when when you're doing, when you're going out for these passions, or when you're going out for the arts, like a lot of times where most people give up, that's what's going to make you stand out from the crowd. Where most people give up are yeah. you. Yeah. And so yeah, that's where I'm at. And um, so it's nice. To, it, it's nice to it's nice to know that like you've actually reaffirmed a lot for me in a couple days. Like uh, just because of like the hardest part is realizing that you can do it. That is the hardest part. And then just and then from there, once you realize that you do it. Right. Yeah. The idea of like, well, who draws cartoons? Okay, you can draw cartoons. You know. But yeah, it's, it's um. I come from a blue collar family, so the idea of even production it, to them was like, well, no, you want to you want to get a trade, you want to get a skill. I'm like, well, that is a skill. It is a skill putting things together. And I mean, part of me does feel like that going to college might have been a little bit of waste of time, only because there's so many tutorials on YouTube on yeah. <laughs> all of it, and it's just a matter of putting the time in. So I'm like, well, you might not like school. I mean. Mm, 
No, because I got to, I got to explore myself creative, creatively on different platforms. Yeah. Um, which you aren't like it's, if you are financially able to do that, great. But cameras are still kind of a good one. It's still kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, even this like, and that's my benefit. Like, um, a kit for this is like five hundred dollars for the most basic thing. Yeah. And I was like, I think they're stealing stuff from me. I'm going to like just break down what you need. And then just get that. And so that's what, how I've ended up with this. And that's why these two mics don't... I look at it like... I look at it as like player one, player two. Yeah. <laughs> like like when you... Because you always had that friend that had like the really good controller. It glowed. It vibrated. <laughs> but then you had the player two controller. The R trigger didn't work for whatever reason. Like that's what... So, and, and eventually we'll get to nicer things, I'm sure. But I, yeah. the most important thing is just to start it. Yeah. Like, again. And I guess... I, you know what? I'm going... That's what's going to probably be the title of this podcast. Just do it. Just start it. So did you um did you uh did you like um when you were first started well no you got lucky not I don't want to say that you got lucky but basically things worked out in that way that you could um oh you did Venture Bros too you know what I nerded <laughs> out about that a few days ago I did um I went through and then everything that I saw I literally just YouTube it so I forgot what the name was but you did work on a cartoon where basically like it sounds like the premise that would be like on a mad tv skit but it's uh the Loch Ness monster is living with Bigfoot and they're trying to like humanitate <laughs> humanize them or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what was the name of the show it's the roommate one yeah that was, that was my uh my friend uh Benton. he he um he was he did boards on a regular show now he's working on Apple Onion, but like that was his par- uh, paranormal. Yeah, paranormal roommates. roommates I think yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. what was the name of it. And it, I thought I, I checked it out and I checked out the thing, and it was funny. It was, it was, funny. It was yeah, really yeah, funny. Yeah. I was like, no, this that should be a thing. I, I imagine it. I but I, I like to give myself hope about seeing it out there. Because <laughs> like I was like, well, no, they show like because they did show like Powerpuff Girls was another one of those shows. So all the like. 90s mainstays are the early 2000 mainstays for Cartoon Network. They were being showed on like what's a cartoon like Cow and Chicken. They were like little shorts first before they made it. And they were on little like even so I think Cartoon Network used to have like um, once a year for like the whole day I think little shorts of like and people would call in and vote for them actually for what they wanted to see which is really smart. Why aren't they doing that? (laughs) They should do that. I mean now they're kind of using the internet. Which is, yeah, you don't need to do that. Because I was about to say, yeah. well, how do they decide if a show is going to, like, stay or leave or not? Like, how to get to, like, at least to the first pilot episode that gets um, premiered? Uh, is it is it because they go on the internet and use that as their they can't use that groups? As yeah, yeah. It's like um, uh, Owen Dennis's uh, short that he's working on, Infinity Train. Like, they, they developed the first episode and then they put it online and they got, like, millions of hits. So they're like, okay... Let's make this. Which is yeah. way easier. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss uh, focus groups. Because <laughs> I was like, because I'm gonna ask you. I was like, is there like a focus group of kids that they show it to first and go from there? In preschool, they actually do that. They do that as to um, to test out the episode to see like what works, what kids get, and what they don't get. I don't know how I feel about that. I well, <laughs> I, I I always battled with them. It was the research department. I, it was always it was always tricky because like they're looking at it from a point of view of psychology and education, and like we're looking at it from entertainment point of view, and right? It's like trying to make that come together, and it's like it, it clashes a lot. You're trying to you're trying to give logic to like to like a universe that doesn't exist, and I can't. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. how annoying. And the thing that was most frustrating is like you know, they would show it to thirty kids and one kid would get upset about something or not understand something and they would just be like, okay, you have to redo all this. And it's like, well, that's really shit that's really out of you know? Like, he might... You know? No. And it's, you know, it's like, you, you know, like a five or six-year-old is like, I don't get it. I'm right. like, well, just show it to them again. <laughs> You're <laughs> asking a lot. I'm like, <laughs> just show yeah. it to them yeah, no, that's exactly, wow. No, yeah, that would be the problem. Because yeah, my, yeah, that would be exactly my problem is like, all right, yeah, it's kind of raw and um, uncut. And they're going to tell you how they feel about it because that's what kids, that's yeah, the yeah. number one thing they're going to yeah. be like, I don't, I don't like Mordecai. Well, like, all right. Like, yeah. But, um, you know, but like, they don't also like, 
I don't know. I look at kids like they don't have any browser history, and that's what makes them difficult. Because <laughs> 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 you know, like, you go when you have your browser, you go, you only have to type the first three letters or something, and then they, you know, it's there. Kids don't have any of that, so you kind of have to walk them through everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the benefit. Yeah, that's true. Did, I mean, how did kids get regular shows? I, I mean, I imagine, I think, because there's certain shows that are just like, I don't know. I feel like like they they get a lot of the college audience. Did, did regular show end up doing that? It, yeah, regular show got a lot of like it, it was it was really it was like from thirteen to like twenty eight. <laughs> you know that was like that's cool. That's yeah, so dope. Yeah. Did it get? And it was also heard a lot. Uh, you know, like old, like thirty something, forty something, going like. I like the show because I can actually watch it with my kids. Yeah. I, I think that's important now. I think that's yeah. super important now because it, uh, I don't know, no one else. I remember watching um, a lot of X-Men with my parents. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yes. And, like, and I guess I was like, because some of the themes where I wouldn't get, and they were like, I will just have to explain it to you later at some some older time. Because yeah. um, I couldn't get, I was like, well, why can't, <laughs> why can't Gambit and Rogue be together? <laughs> they just go for it, bro. Like, no, it'll kill him. <laughs> it'll literally kill him. Um, so these are going to be awesome editing out these ums because I'm, I'm a talented host. Um, <laughs> um, but so with the, all right, well, here goes my next question because I, I don't know when I'll ever be able to ask this again. I have a feeling, especially with adults when specifically, that they understand that they tap into the stoner audience. Does cartoon is cartoon aware of that? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's, it's um, kind of obvious if you watch regular show that they're kind of actually just high. <laughs> no, after a while, I was like, I was, I was like, how many? I was like, all right, some of these shows are just straight up because after watching. Um, uh, adults when I was like they understand like especially with a lot of their because um, they started shows uh, I'm trying to think like uh, the real life or the shows that are in real life like the real life talk shows and stuff I'm like they had to realize that it's late at night and people are still watching so they had to realize that we're going to make it for this like <laughs> and so <laughs> and some of the, some show episodes I've been like this is a bit of an acidic episode <laughs> like, yeah. like um, I'm trying to think oh there's this one episode that was just super crazy and I think that they're universe hopping in one of them, or time traveling in one of them. She should. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, but a lot of yeah. So a lot of them. So I mean, are the has there been episodes that were made while the whole staff was under the influence? Because that would have to be. <laughs> I do not have anything to say on that. <laughs> Good enough. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine, like, that would be... That's a, I mean, that's how I would make a show. I would see what would turn out from that. Um, I don't I don't actually have any other questions. Is there anything that you wanted to promote or put out there? No, I think, uh, I think we put it out there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The show's coming out in TBS. will be, I think, February. Oh, man, it's going to be good. It's been... It's been a crazy week this week. Yeah, as far as just news, but I was thinking about no, like Feb- no, this February is going to be so good. This re- 